0: and Volume Gallery asked me to make a painting of a Japanese model and muse named Mie Iwatsuki. I discovered that Mie had posed for the famous painter Alex Katz, the legendary late photographer Robert Frank, and a host of other internationally famous photographers and painters. So I was excited to paint Mie's portrait. I painted Mie's portrait before I met her, and I eventually met her at the show's opening. It was a group show where each artist was asked to paint a portrait of Mie, and then a book was published by the gallery. Subsequently, Mie and I became friends, and she also became friends with some of the artists that I know. And I've followed her career with great interest. I'm also aware of her fame in Japan and her journey from Japan to New York. I wanted to ask her about some of her beginnings in Yokohama, Japan, and about her life in New York and what her plans are for the future. Hello, Mie.
1: Hi
0: hi how's it Is going
1: this live already
0: well it's a podcast so someone's alive somewhere oh okay in this okay. case, in this case the live. listeners are, are listening to a recording
1: okay okay later on so your your listeners are start coming right now
0: no it's not live it's pre-recorded oh
1: pre-recorded okay yeah
0: We don't exist. We're just a recording from the past coming. No, we don't actually have live listeners. It's a.
1: Oh, I see. I see. So after you record it, then this we
0: upload this after. I see. Yeah, and then it Uh it it gets gets printed out on canvas, and then people buy the edition of. Got it. I'm I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) So. Okay. Without let's let's give the let's give them a little bit of background. So you're yeah. a famous Japanese fashion model.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: Does that? I mean, I know you're always talking about your collaborations with Robert Frank and Alex Katz, and um, all, I mean, you know a lot of different famous people that you're you're friends with, and but you're kind of like a, almost like a Cindy Crawford of Japan. Would that be an accurate statement?
1: well i i left there for a long time ago and uh it it's more like uh i probably more like known in the uh activity in art like uh, for for the thing i did for um uh, art world in new york city i i posed for uh, several masters here in new york city and collaborated with a lot of well known artists abroad and mm-hmm. You were part of the exhibition I did. Started. I was
0: one of the <laughs> painters that you posed for. That's true. Oh, yeah. and, yes. the, and that's how I met you initially was through Nick Lawrence at Freight and Volume Gallery because that gallery had invited me to do a painting of you for a show called Mie. What was it called? It was called Mie.
1: Um, Mie Portrait by 35 Artists. Yes. Right. Mie yes.
0: Portrait by 35 Artists. And then they published a book of right. the the work and um uh yeah but before that you had posed for Alex Katz right
1: right so that was the beginning of everything because uh, i was at the time uh, walking in the art gallery in soho and uh, this is true story that um uh, alex was one of my biggest uh, hero <laughs> in my art student days in school you know Mm-hmm. Uh, did I tell you about that? Like I, um, when I was studying art in, in school, I always kind of mimic his style, and try to do his own his style. But Where I, were
0: you studying art? What part of, in Japan, right?
1: Uh, no, I studied here. Uh, uh, I graduated from Hunter College and majored oh. in painting.
0: Oh, I did that. I did, I did not know that.
1: You didn't know, now you know.
0: No. You <laughs> well, I paint
1: too. I paint too. I don't know, didn't know that.
0: I... Yeah. Now I got to pose for you.
1: <laughs> yes, please. You've got to be nude. <laughs> yeah. uh, would you be able to do it for me? I'm just joking. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. A
0: portrait, portrait of Noah. So um, yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> so Alex Katz, and then you had Ro- Robert Frank was taking photos of you,
1: right, right. Um, so first uh, uh, it was started with Alex, Alex Katz, and um, yeah, it was just like because I I I know how great his uh, uh, paintings were like during the time I was studying painting. It's just so, you know,
0: it's just... even mean like, Alex Katz? Alex, Alex Katz,
1: yes, yes. You know, it's just um, today, you know, so many styles have been done already. And it's even more difficult now to invent something new and it's compelling. And his brushstroke is such a unique and so like looking so a fortress, but it is just build up his... Um, a masterful uh, technique, you know? So yeah. this is why I find him like super, uh, amazing, a super amazing painter and I admire the most. And so when I met him for the first time, I actually worked with him um, at the Issei Foundation gallery, uh, which uh, is not existing anymore. But um, we had a one-day artist talk and I met him that day I couldn't believe that we, we had that event because he was such a hero for me. And at the end of the day, I just humbly walked up to him to just express my thank you. And it's just such a pleasure to meet him, right? Mm-hmm. So then, so then like he just looked at me like, you know, he's like very, uh, his signature look, kind of like, you know, he gazed at you kind of difficult face and look at my eyes. And then he's just, his face just turned like from, from smiling to like really serious and maybe I want to paint you. And he, he just like, you know, give me your card. And I just I just didn't believe it at all. <laughs> so yeah. then then it started like a collaboration and then that as soon as I started collaborating, he just was also like noticing like how much I knew about his work. And uh, right. yeah. this
0: was in yeah. you posed for him in his New York studio or he has another space?
1: Um well in, in, in New York, yeah. Uh
0: he's a studio in New York. But doesn't York. he have a studio outside of New York as well? Oh
1: yes, he uh he goes to Maine uh during the summer every year, and that's where he paints during the summer. Maine, like landscape that right. he's uh, famous for. I love his ma- landscape too as much as i love his portraiture
0: right yeah
1: so 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 then it's almost like after he has done uh, almost a 10 painting of my portrait and one of the piece w- was made into uh, his retrospective catalog cover museum traveling ex- exhibition in europe and wow it was um um it's called a homage homage to Utamaro. Utamaro is a Japanese famous woodcut print um, artist, and so uh, and and then Utamaro was famous for his piece called Bijinga, which is uh, literally translate to a picture of a beautiful woman, and he captured uh, five female in that uh, painting, including Christie Turrington and myself. And that made into the museum highlight, a museum exhibition highlight, and also uh, exhibition highlight in Paris. So I Mm. was there with his invitation, and Ada was there too. And that was at the Tereus Ropak Gallery. And so it was just a really dream come true for me. Like you you won't really believe how, how happy I was. But it's it's more like uh, really exciting to, to get to know him and also how he paints and, and his way of treating paint, seriously as a painting. And um, so afterwards, you know, um, I also did this, uh, uh, his uh, very iconic painting, which is Black Hat and Sunglass. And he, Did uh, uh, some people in that same series, and that he also made a book out of it. And he told me when he went to Brazil, uh, I think he traveled with his uh, family. And on the street, there was a a street vendor for hat, selling hat in Brazil. And I think his daughter found the black, like really beautiful, big hat. And he find it very, very unique and iconic and very stylish and elegant. His painting it is about elegance. That's what I learned. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, so yeah
0: because you're a fashion model, aside from the fact that you went to art school, yeah. but but you did you go to some sort of like fashion thing or how did let how did you get involved in fashion at the very beginning of your life? Well, like how old were you? Well, it's
1: it's never like I I did I was involved in, like fashion fashion thing, uh like a full time basis. It's always like, some people scout me on the street, and I was invited to do some gig and TV and some shows and some designer asked me to do. But I was never like really full time full time model. But it's it's more like my art art modeling was the thing that people just got to know about me doing modeling and then designer also got to know it but in japan it's it i was never really full-time model
0: oh yeah i i i'm sorry i forgot what part of where in japan you're from did you say tokyo did you say yokohama oh yokohama okay Mm -hmm yeah I for some reason I've known you for a while and I just that now I'm remembering it in the in the catalog for the show I'm remembering something about that um and and then at what age were you when you came to North America and did you come straight from Yokohama to New York or what was your journey
1: uh yeah it was very early 20 when I'm in my 20s and I just Decided to. I mean, in the very beginning, my parents really opposed the idea that I go studying abroad, and my my father just prohibited me. Just just really rigid. He, he he he's very rigid person. So like he told me that if you really want to go abroad to study, do it on your own meaning that he thought I cannot do it. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to try, you know? So I started to study English.
0: Oh, so you didn't, he said, do do it without my support, right.
1: basically. any financial support, no. So I had to do everything by myself. And so I first, I started... I, Actually, I was studying Chinese first. I speak almost fluent Chinese, but I always loved studying foreign languages. So I studied Mm -hmm. English pretty fast, and then I passed this uh, uh, scholarship exam. So now I got the money, and I think I can go by myself, right? But Uh I was very grandmother's kid, grandmother's kind of daughter. Like, I really worship her because she was like big figure to me for her activities in Japan. Um, uh-huh. uh, well, she was a uh, uh, vice, vice chairman of the Japan's uh, sort of jury system. It's very hard to explain about this story and the institution system in Japan, but she was very, very well respected person with great ethics and justice and also, um everybody kind of pushed her up. So I just always respected her. And, but she came to me and said, just please don't go. And she cried in front of me. So at the time, because I was really, I really loved her, even though I had the money in front of me, I thought I cannot go to betray her. And I was kind of disappointed a little bit depressed, cut my hair. I just was crying. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: and my grandparents just came up to me and finally just couldn't see me how I was so grieving. So they said to me, once you decided, just, just you know, don't change your mind again. So then I decided to just to from here to study art and I just, first I went to Louisiana actually for two years and I transferred to New York City school and graduated from Hunter and measuring painting.
0: Mm. Yeah. And did you show anywhere in New York with your paintings?
1: Uh, Not really. I mean, you know how (laughs) New York City is so competitive. And there's so many talented painters in the city like you too, you know? And I was working in like um, uh, interning at galleries, interning at uh, Christie's Auction House. And and I got to know all the great, great people in the art world. And as uh, like, the more I know, the, the more I think it's kind of, it's really hard to, to pursue. Artist life as a foreign woman, Asian woman in New York City, and and I know that there are more, more and more talented people than me, and and um, but I I always thought that there's many other angles in in art world and possibilities, probably not yeah. only just those genres that we know today, like like painting, installation, video art, or uh, sculpture there might be something else and that could be a conceptual or, or people call or you know could be an event but you know there's so much possibilities today and what I'm doing sort of like you know I wouldn't call myself artist though but I I really like to create something with with artists when I pose for artists you know
0: right so interesting yeah. Because like at this point you've you've been painted and photographed by so many different famous artists. It's it's crazy. <laughs> people. And now it's like you're being photographed by famous. Fashion I mean,
1: you about. you are also one of the famous uh, young younger generation artists, and you do everything on your own. I was just talking to you on the clubhouse, and I just cause I I found your name and like. You know,
0: see, I, I kind <laughs> of, I, I'm on Clubhouse, yeah. but it's kind of, kind of like a deer peeking out of the forest with Clubhouse. Mm. It's because I'm already on enough social medias as mm-hmm. it is. And then half the people in Clubhouse are people that I blocked or blocked me on Facebook mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I never really liked TED Talks. I'm just very specific about who I want to talk to when and why and for what duration of time. Mm -hmm. So I have to give clubhouse a little bit of a chance to kind of whatever I've never really, I have a lot of Twitter followers, but I've never really understood Twitter, but I have a lot of Twitter followers. I've never, social media has just been a big mystery, Mm
1: -hmm. but anyways,
0: um, so you're a painter. I haven't seen your paintings, but I've seen more photos and paintings of you than anybody I know. And if anybody listening goes online to Google Mie Iwatsuki, there's just endless photos and paintings of this person online. And certainly doing that exhibition at and Volume where you had all of these people paint you for the show was added to that. Um, giant amount of depictions of you out there in the collective consciousness. Yes, the Alex Katz paintings of you—I I like. I've always been a fan of Alex Katz. He's definitely like one of the primary painters in the world.
1: Right. I. I. I yeah. As I just mentioned, since I studied mm-hmm. painting, I know how how long it takes to get there. Right. You know.
0: And who are some of the other artists? So we have Robert right, Frank, yeah. the great photographer who did the book The American. Right.
1: So afterwards, actually I didn't know so much I didn't know so much about photography. You know, I was studying painting and but then I, as I got to know Robert, I just uh, studied really hard, like you know, Japanese uh, uh you know uh like uh well-known photographer today to like history and who those people are inspired by. And I, I, am I'm, I'm sort of a quick learner. And as I got to know those like, you know, history in art and photography. I was just astonished mm-hmm. what Robert Frank made a change to the course of photography. And if I knew this in the beginning, probably I, I was too nervous to meet robert frank, but at the time since I was not so like familiar i i mean i knew about like what he did like and he was like sort of compared to this uh, french French philosopher in the eighteenth grade mm. uh i think Tocqueville, uh, and who are like a div- div- he talked about the social um uh, um uh like a so- so, uh like social, so, how do you call it? Um, um, sociology kind of uh, take in the philosophy. And he did it in a visual way. So I spoke about that with Robert at the very f- first meeting. And then his, his face right. kind of changed because probably he thought, probably I'm just a pretty face, you know? <laughs> but, yeah. And then
0: June, June, yes, yes, yes. Uh, Yeah,
1: so I... At the time I met him, well, I, I I had a pleasure talking to him and learning about his uh, recent work. He did a Polaroid, uh series of work, and I just enjoyed learning about his work in, in several of uh, his recent catalogs. And, and then he just... That time, I uh, actually... Eiko Hosoe, the uh, Japanese uh, very famous photographer, was also uh, uh, in, at his studio at the same time with me. They both started taking f- photographs of me at the same time. I thought this would never happen, you know, <laughs> in my life. Right. But that time, like, uh, Eiko Hosoe was directing, like, how to pose in front of a robot camera and while Robert is taking a photo. Eiko Hosoe was also taking a photo of me.
0: So this other photographer yes. that isn't this other one that isn't Robert Frank. What's his Eiko name? Eiko Hosoe.
1: Yeah, he's he very, very uh, well known Japanese. Uh, I mean how do you spell
0: how do you spell uh,
1: Eiko it? is E I K-O A Eiko and Hosoe is H S Hosoe O E right oh, okay. yeah he's uh, one of the very legendary okay. photographers he's known for phot- photographing Mishima the Japanese famous uh, literary figure who commits suicide in, oh. in, in, in public TV the, the, the
0: so basically, you needed some good photographers there, on that right?
1: Is what yes, and uh, it was just one. I thought it was just once in a lifetime experience, but um, and and then that day, the the, uh, well, Robert was taking Polaroids, and just happened to be he he really really loved the picture, like he was just looking at the picture and said, "Oh, wow." you take a great picture and he said uh, why don't you come back next week we're gonna do a a portrait Mm. and and then like i was like i couldn't believe this either and then next week i came back and i i didn't i never really know that you know he would do a portrait session like this like actually later on learned that he he never do things like this right because a street photographer. is mm-hmm. known as a street photographer, and it's everything is just happened. It, he just take take the scene from off the street, like whatever that's happening, right? So, in the setting, like I I sat in front of him, and he just like like take a cue to to look at here, there, and then you know, and then he was leaning towards the, the window, and then I was just also like worried about he won't. He won't fall from the window, but he just really, really like, you know, I thought that like, you know, like um, he takes the photography, like on a physical thing. He was already like, like 80 something that time, but he moved his like body yeah. and then to try to like get that perfect angle, like he will lean towards the outside window to, to take the photo, you know. So that was just it's- fascinating about Rover. Yeah. That is
0: amazing. I went through the book, The Americans by Robert Frank, when Mm -hmm. I was in art school and after. And I think I did a painting based on every photograph Mm -hmm. in that book. I was doing a lot of paintings of Robert Frank's photography. I've always been really interested in photography. I always like Walker Evans. I I like Ansel Adams. I like dorothea mm-hmm. lang i i like we i love Ouija know. um, who else oh so Steglets. Steglitz.
1: Yeah. um uh, you know you know i think uh, Noah, can I tell you something i mean i mean i really really do appreciate you, you know I think you've been helping a lot of artists uh-huh. and i think
0: you well, I think I was put yeah. in the position of doing so. And then it's always a choice as to whether you want to follow through mm-hmm. with what the world mm-hmm. has given you. And um I I always had a talent for helping artists. Um and so a magazine is um a way of expressing that and and having a record of it, mm-hmm. I suppose.
1: Mm-hmm. On one level. And um, I-,
0: I mean my life would have been different if I started a fashion magazine than starting an art magazine. Mm-hmm. Cause then you would be the cover of the fashion <laughs> magazine. <laughs> you are funny.
1: But <laughs> well, Noah, let me tell you, you are a Renaissance fan, you know.
0: Well, you know, yeah. people say that. I'm not I'm not totally cr- totally crazy about running the whole renaissance yeah. on my own. I always say that it's kind of very very basic. Mm. It's like I started playing the saxophone right. when I was 11. And I've been painting the whole time mm-hmm. as well. And then uh when I started a magazine, it felt like an extension of the work that I was mm. doing already. And the nice thing about the magazine is that I I met people like you through oh, that thank world, you so much. through that level of the art world, um, and so that's one of the nice things is that yeah, there's I a mean, connection I mean, I'm, with people I,
1: I, that I would. So I'm so know. like happy to meet you too. I mean, also Michael one one of the right, I'm our common friend and right. your best friend, you know, right? Oh,
0: Michael Anderson. Yes, yeah. who passed away very sure. recently unexpectedly.
1: Right. You know,
0: I think the thing is yeah. New York City as an environment, so many people that go there have expectations mm-hmm. of what it's going to be, especially if they move there from mm-hmm. somewhere else and they want to be famous in the art world or they want to be a famous actor or famous mm-hmm. fashion model or whatever it is. And New York is this kind of fantasy of all of that. Because there's been so much of that kind of history that's happened yeah. there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, I and then I just got to the point where it was like New York represented a place where you kind of leave mm-hmm. something. Because, like, you know, you're familiar mm-hmm. with Bob Dylan, right? When you think of Bob Dylan, you think of New York in the 1960s. Mm. When you, right, think yeah, Kerouac, yeah. you think of Jack Kerouac, you think of... When you think of Andy Warhol, you think of New York. Now, some of these people might be dead and some of these people might not live in New York anymore, but you still kind of associate them with the history of New York just because they kind of were so deeply associated with that environment and right. that art world.
1: Yeah, of you course, of course. I mean... Yeah. So I feel like yeah. in a
0: way it's like, it's like New York, for people like you and me, just represents, oh, I mean, certainly at, a, at one point when, it, when communications were, yeah. were different, um, it was kind of the broadcasting mm-hmm. center of the world. I still kind of look at it as being sort of the roof of the world. And every time I leave New York, I always hear about all of my friends on major media mm-hmm. later on everybody gets famous you know everybody is famous now everybody's mm. famous i mean i can't think about anybody that mm. isn't famous now i think i think uh i think you have a special role in all this because you have something that you can provide in that goes beyond just being a muse or a, or a model for famous artists but you actually have um other things that you do and one of the things i feel like you do is like you're kind of like an interesting connector of people who wouldn't normally connect and you're also kind of like a promoter of certain people you're you're a very different person which is and that's what interests me you have a different approach and i think michael had a um if pe- for people who are listening who don't know who Michael Anderson was, he was a uh, a collage artist and uh, maybe one of the best collage mm-hmm. artists in the world. He was showing with Marlboro Gallery for a certain right. period of time, and uh, I spent a lot of time hanging out with him in New York. And he took a lot of paparazzi photos for White Hot magazine, and he was um, a big supporter of my. Um, art career as a painter and also my my career publishing about art and he was a big supporter of of Mie he was a big support a fan and supporter of your
1: activities right I mean I think the day he met me he he said I will do your portrait and yeah I said well That's so cool because I I liked his work and he invited me to his uh, Harlem Collage shop. That's how he called his studio. Uh,
0: The Harlem Collage.
1: So I was just surprised, you know, like tens of hundreds of thousands of uh, ripped off uh, advertising.
0: (laughs) Right, advertising. Because Michael (laughs) Anderson would take street posters he would steal them publicly rip them down and then he would soak the stacks of posters and then separate the posters and then use those as elements in his collages. It was interesting because everything that he was doing was so current because it was like right out of the advertising of that particular week or day. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we miss I Michael. Do. And eventually I would like to have a proper tribute to him. Thankfully, there's a um, documentary being um, made about him that had almost finished filming shortly before mm-hmm. Michael's death. Um, yeah. So right. that's something to look forward to. What else is coming so, up for you?
1: Um so I just had this uh, magazine cover and uh, um, it's it's called uh, 25A and I had a 13 pages spread of uh, fashion story and interview and photographer, uh, his name is Robert Maxwell. Um, I, I just spoke about mm-hmm. you, uh, I spoke about him with you and you knew his name as a famous We just talk about Mm it.
0: And the interview in the magazine was all about. No, no, no. Uh,
1: Interview was uh, about collaboration between myself and Robert Maxwell. And the photograph was all taken by him. Yeah. Okay.
0: (laughs) I was just joking. but um... (laughs) Sorry. You got really serious there about this collaboration, but and I was going to say, thirteen pages, only thirteen pages, glossy magazine. Gosh, couldn't you get like fourteen pages or twenty pages? And the and you were the ma- also the cover, yeah, right? Yeah. Cover story. Yes. Well, and what um, was the name of the it's magazine? It's called again? the Twenty
1: Five A, and also the story, a uh, thirteen-page story goes to uh, uh two magazines uh 25 and also metropolitan magazine and both of them are uh, sort of a, a it's called a luxury magazine and um it's been circulating mostly in in hampton and upper east side that's their kind of target and uh, i i heard that the, they were also doing something in collaboration with artists now, and Kenny Sharoff, and including yourself, yourself doing an art puzzle or something, mm. right?
0: I've been. uh um Well, they they made a puzzle out of okay. one of my paintings. It's a company called Art Yay. X Puzzles. Art X art yeah Art X puzzles made a made a. A jigsaw puzzle mm-hmm. based on one of my paintings, Yeah, one yeah. of Kenny so let me paintings.
1: Because so, right, uh, I noticed that cotton. you did something with a art puzzle, and I, I I didn't make the link before. Mm-hmm. But like um, the the uh, actually the the publisher PR, uh, his name is Adam Kruger, contacted me first, and he approached me to offer me the cover opportunity first. And he also loved uh, Robert Maxwell work mm-hmm. also. And he saw a, a photo that like, collaborated mm-hmm. together. And he, he, he wanted to use the photo for uh, my interview in November and that's mm-hmm. published. And afterwards, he just kept checking those uh, collaboration picture between me and Robert Maxwell. He, he wanted to use another picture and then like want to do a story and also a cover. So, so that's how it worked. Um, uh, this time and and then yeah. like uh, i as i got to know uh, Adam, he, he told me about like his project uh, collaborating with artists and then, and and that's how like he's also he's i think he's also artist and he's a very nice nice person as i got to know him and uh, since he's doing something to help art and artists young and you know cutting edge artists I, I just more like inclined to like collaborate with this magazine you know and then and then uh, he told, he told me this odd puzzle, and I said, "I that link the bill like, well, one of my friends, Noam Becker, is also doing I puzzle. maybe this is a magazine, and he like, "Yes, <laughs> so like we both of us like, "What a small world." <laughs> right,
0: right, right. you had a little conversation yeah that that's cool. Um, yeah, they, that's an interesting project. It's for that's COVID thing. relief, so I Donated the picture of the painting, and they they made a jigsaw puzzle out of it, and then ArtX puzzles sells it for COVID relief. They did a Spencer tunic, they did a Will Cotton, or Will Cotton. I mean, oh, these people collaborated great. with them. They Will Cotton, Spencer tunic, right? Greater um, Sharp. Yeah, yeah. So I was happy to be in. I was oh, happy to be included in that, it and um, it's <laughs> for a good cause. They should do a photo of you by Robert oh,
1: Frank as a jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't know, but anyways, um, if anybody's interested in ArtX puzzles, they should check it out because it's um, it's online and it's a great, Tell me good charity. About it. Um, and then, we, what you gonna, what's coming what? up for you? Yeah, how
1: people are gonna able to huh? check your puzzle with, with which website? People
0: will, yes.
1: Oh, that's cousins. the name of the web website. Oh, okay.
0: that's okay. the name of the the cook company. Yeah. Um, so what's coming up? For uh, you? What's next? what's
1: next? So, um, so this uh, there's this uh, Japanese uh, uh, one of the leading uh, major Japanese newspaper uh, uh president just uh, um. Uh, Offered to to cover uh, like almost half page feature about this cover uh, that I did for this magazine, mm-hmm. and and the magazine's name is Shukan New York Seikatsu in Japanese. It's a weekly New York Life uh, translated mm-hmm. to to uh, English, and uh, uh, it's a it's a it, it's a major Japanese. Uh, newspaper exists in New York City and like literally most of the Japanese community people reading and uh, there is the section to introduce a woman living in New York City and that's the section I, I will be future so I was um, answering those questions uh, that came from the newspaper and that's going to come out I, I think next week and that talks about my childhood and also growing up <laughs> and coming here and i i i i i had to talk about like how i came here like i just have you know because mm-hmm. my my parents or father just in the beginning opposed the idea that i come here alone cuz nobody live here but you know so i just had to do it on my own everything so and here i am so <laughs> i just uh, talk about what is right. important to me, and I, I say, to the mag, to to the newspaper, uh, what I cherish the most is family and friends, and especially, right. friend, friends in art circle because artists are also my friends, and. And when I talk about friendship with artists, it's just something that's not comparable to any other friendship. It's there's something deep there, and I I really appreciate this kind of um, mm-hmm. encounter with each people and, and artists because I came here alone, you know. Without those encounter, I I today I don't exist here. So that. Mm-hmm.
0: That's well, that's really beautiful. So um I'm gonna get a lot of Japanese listeners to this podcast now
1: that <laughs> I you're hope on So it. I also I put up on my social media. Japanese yeah. follow- I'm gonna put this up in my social ah. media for sure.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Okay, well thanks Thank for, you for inviting BBA me, Noah. And um yeah. I talk right. you
1: so we'll talk to you Noah. soon. Thank you, Noah. Bye.
0: For the best art in the world, visit www.whitehotmagazine.com. This is the White Hot Magazine Art World Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Becker.